This is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at the Bank St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. Majesty, worship His Majesty. Can we stand in the presence of the Lord? Hallelujah. Can we just forget about everything else all around us? Can we just concentrate on Jesus? God is in this place and He wants to move by His Spirit. Can we just let go and let God have His way in this place? Thank you, Lord Jesus. We've come to worship you, we've come to give you praise, we've come to give you glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let your presence be made manifest in this place. Let the glory of God ascend in this place. Hallelujah, we desire a move of God. We want your hand to move in this place, the Spirit of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We surrender all to you, Jesus. We open up ourselves to you, Lord Jesus. Would you take control in this place, Lord? Have your own ways, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. I greet you in the name that is above every other name. The name that has stood the test of time, that from the ages, praise the Lord, the Bible says that holy men of God wrestled to know him, which was made known to us and has been made manifest to us, that through the name of Jesus we have salvation, that through the name of Jesus demons are cast out, that through the name we have victory. So I greet you in the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus Christ, because he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. I'd also like to greet Pastor John together with his wife in their absence in Jesus' name. We know they are still sleeping, but when they wake up and they get ready, may the blessings of the Lord go before them. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. We sing a song back home. It says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. They'll be singing, they'll be shouting, and they'll be dancing in the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen? We still need a revelation of that one. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is in this place. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I'm grateful and honored to minister the word of the Lord Jesus Christ today. I trust and I believe <clears throat> that the word of God, which is powerful, the word of God which is able to restore, deliver, sanctify, the word of God which is able to heal us, is ever present here to do that work that it was sent to do. Hallelujah. His word will not turn void because it's his word. It's not my word, it's his word. 
As I begin to seek the face of the Lord and meditate upon the Lord for a word, I thank God that He's ever faithful and has always given me a word. And I want to speak to you and I want to share with you the word of the Lord this morning. If you have your Bibles, can you turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 55 and we're going to read from verse 1. The book of Isaiah chapter 55 reading from verse 1. Praise the Lord. Can we stand and honor the reading of God's word this morning? I read from the King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says, Ho, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come he buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Amen. We serve a good God. No money, no price, just come. Verse 2. Wherefore do he spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor... For that which satisfied not, hearken diligently unto me, and eat he that which is good, and let your soul delight in its it is soul delight in itself soul delight itself in fatness. Verse three says, Incline your ear and come unto me here, and your soul shall live. What you gotta do is here. And your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. You may be seated. Jesus, we give you praise for the reading of your word. We ask God that you come and speak right now. We give ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. This morning I want to speak to you on a, on, on a message that I've entitled, Make Your Way to Jesus. Make your way to Jesus. And in, 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 in this time that I have, I want to discuss a few things with you. And the things that I want to discuss with you, it, it's, it's more symbolizing or relating to childish things. Firstly, I want to talk about crying and crawling and then overcoming. Amen. How many of you have been overcome by your children? You said no, but you ended up doing it. Right. Uh, fourthly, climbing. And then tearing it down. You familiar with that? If you have young children, tearing it down. And eventually you get them to say yes. You get them to surrender. Hopefully. Praise the Lord. God is saying in his word, and Isaiah the prophet is prophesying here. He says, they are thirsty among you. Come and drink. There be people who have no money, don't worry about it. There be people that are hungry, come and buy anyhow. Don't waste your money spending on things that you, is not beneficial to you. Things that are not working out. Don't labor and work hard for things that are not able to satisfy you. Listen, 
Listen to what God is saying is, eat the things which are good. Let your soul delight in the fatness of what God wants to give you. And ultimately, God wants your soul to be fat. Amen. For those of us who have delighted in our physical fatness, amen, God says, why don't you turn around also? There is a soul, there is an inner man that is dying of starvation, and God requires and wishes that this man be fat. Amen. We suppress it. Praise the Lord. Our soul should be fat. Our soul should be healthy. It should eat regularly. It must drink regularly. It must grow. Hallelujah. So the prophet Isaiah is saying, he says, incline your ear. Incline your ears means tune your ear. You know, many of us say hear, and we just hear, but many times you hear, but you don't perceive or receive. It goes in and comes out. So Isaiah is saying, incline. It says, do some work on your ear and get it tuned to the frequency whereby you will hear the word of the Lord and you will obey. Where you will hear the voice of the Lord and you will run towards that direction. Where the word of the Lord will become fruitful in your life and it will show and people will see. Amen. This is the power and the effect that the word of the Lord should have and must have. That when the word of God engages me, there must be a physical change. Amen. How many times people have met you and said, there's something different about you or you've changed and you, you used to be and now I see something. You know, spiritual things that affect us become visible on the outward. You better believe it. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. The way you speak will change. The type and the choices of words will change. Attitude will change. Your life will change. Everything about you change. What God does on the inside will reflect on the outside. Incline your ear. And eventually says, get your ear ready and come to me and hear, hear the word so that your soul might live. No matter what anybody has told you before, the only way your soul is going to live is if this ear gets inclined to the word of God. Praise the Lord. We love the worship. And worship is good. It gets us excited. But if we only want to worship and don't put our ear into the word, our soul is going to die. The soul lives by the word of God. Amen. Jesus was telling to Satan, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. When God speaks and we hear, this is growth in our lives. Without us hearing, perceiving the word of the Lord, the voice of God, uh, and having it to operate in our lives, uh, we begin to die slowly. There will be some of us who have not realized, uh, but we become weaker, and we have uh, maybe just a skeleton of a spiritual life left, because we refuse to hear the word of the Lord. The word of God says, David says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, uh, that I will not sin against you. 
it is the word of God that is in my heart that separates me from sin. It draws the line. And it says, I cannot cross here because I've got the word of God inside of my heart. And therefore I will not sin. The word, of the, the word of God, the Bible says, is sharper than any two-edged sword. Hallelujah. It is able to cut through the bone, dividing the bone from it, the bone itself and the marrow. The word of God is precision. It is able, it is able to attack at the given specific point without even destroying anything around. It will separate the bone from the marrow without making a mess. Praise the Lord. The word of God is powerful. Amen. Church of the living God. Get your ear ready for the word of God. Bury your face and your head into the scriptures so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So that you can have life, so that when you close your eyes on this side, I will wake up, but on the other side, I'll be looking face to face with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The only way that we could get from here to the other side is through His Word. There's no other way. There's no other way. Amen. It's all in His Word. So, firstly, we're going to talk about. Crying. In Second Kings chapter Second Kings chapter twenty verse one. So we want to make our way to Jesus. How do we make our way to Jesus? Sometimes we struggle and we can't find our way. We lose our feet, our direction, and we simply can't get a hold of God. I know where I should be. I just don't know how to get there. I seem to be stuck in an infinite loop. I'm circling. So God help me to get there. Let's see what Hezekiah has to teach us. In 2 Kings chapter 20 verse 1. In those days was Hezekiah sickened to death. And the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Hallelujah. This word has come to maybe some of us and people who have already gone. You are going to die. Make things right. Hallelujah. What do you say in the face of this adversity? What do you say in the face of an ultimatum? What do you say where well, you have no choice but to say this is the end? Hallelujah. The Bible says, then he turned his face to the wall. Anybody got a place where you go to when you need to speak to Jesus? You've got a special place, a special chair, a special corner, a wall. Where is the Kaya? He's got a wall. Where he can put his face on the wall. And everything else is behind him. When he can put his face to the wall. And everything else becomes unimportant. And unnecessary. 
even the voice of Isaiah the prophet. Praise the Lord. I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Hallelujah. You want to find your place back to Jesus. You want to find your way because your feet are not taking you in the right place. Amen. Uh, I was doing a wedding some years ago. And uh, one thing I was talking about is that, you know, many people say, follow your heart. Have you heard that? It says, follow your heart. And this is one of the best uh, advices the world has ever given. Even in the church, follow your heart. And I say, I totally disagree with this. I totally, absolutely disagree with the scripture. Because the Bible says concerning the heart... He says the heart is desperately wicked above all. And the, and, the, and, the, and the advice God gives concerning your heart, he says, guard your heart. No, don't follow your heart, lead your heart. Because your heart doesn't know where it wants to go. The heart is wicked and is deceitful and is devising iniquity and evil. Guard your heart. Now let's channel your heart. How do you do it? Come to the word of the Lord and guard your heart that your heart don't follow in the ways of the world. Amen. Don't trust your heart. Amen. Trust in the word of God. Hezekiah began to weep before the Lord. He began to weep. If you want to find God, if you want to find your place, get to that place where you can get a hold of God, where you can shut everything out, and it's just me and you, Lord Jesus. You know me. You know how I've walked. And I'm coming to you today. You see my predicament. You see the situation that I've been put into. Hear me this day, O God. And cry. Hallelujah. How many times children have got away with things because of crying? I know a lot of us are older than the rest. You still remember when you were a child. Nothing has changed. Crying helps. Even in school. Well... In our school, in back home, when we were much younger and punishment was allowed, if the teacher beat you once, you better cry as loud as possible. If you can try and be brave and act as if that didn't hurt, you're going to get it again. And you're going to keep on getting it until you show that, you know, I feel something. (laughs) So he raises that stick, you better start crying. Crying helps. Coming before God, crying. Repentance. The Bible is a heart sore. Turning ourselves. Turning ourselves away from everything. This is repentance. Coming before God. Coming before His face and say, God, I put everything away. I turn aside everything. I'm only looking to you now. I only look to you. And he began to weep. The Bible says, before Isaiah was in the courtyard of the palace. God sent another word to him. 
Praise the Lord. Let us make our way to Jesus. In the book of Mark chapter 5 verse 24. The book of Mark chapter 5 verse 24. And Jesus went, and Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. If I may touch but his clothes. In different translations of the word of God, she says, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall behold. If you ever could put yourself in this woman's position, for 12 years she's been struggling. The sickness will make her weak and, 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 and bring her to a very frail position. Physically weak. Having no stamina. Emotionally weak. She had spent all the money she had. On trying to get better. And she heard that Jesus was passing her way. Hallelujah. Jesus was passing her way. The Bible says that she made her way to Jesus. And that is very easily said uh, if, we had, if we have leave out considering how she made her way to Jesus. Uh, this frail, weak woman, while crowds, uh, crowds thronged Jesus. Now when, when, when we think of a crowd thronging Jesus, I don't know what you're thinking of. In, in, a, in a population of this island with, a, with about 60,000 people, you know, you might think of a crowd as maybe 50 people. I don't know. If you saw 50 people gathered somewhere, you're like, something is going on there. If we saw 50 people in South Africa somewhere, no, this, it's Monday. But the Bible says, as Jesus passed, when he passed through towns, towns emptied and they followed him. Literally, the whole town would leave and would just follow Jesus. 4,000, 5,000, and they would follow him. How did this frail, weak woman make her way to Jesus? How did she get to the hem? Was she walking up all the way towards him? And then when she got to him, then she decided to bend down? No, she was there. She was on her knees. She was crawling. She was weaker, pushing her way through the crowd. It's never easy to get through that crowd. How did she get to Jesus? With much difficulty, with much pain. Her desperation. Amen. She had nothing else to look forward to. She had no hope in this world. And unless we can come to the realization that Jesus is the answer and He's the only answer and we can leave everything behind and make our way to Jesus, that is the only time we will be able to receive the thing that we've been looking for. 
No matter what it might be, no matter how difficult the situation might be, make your way to Jesus. The crowds are there to stop you. There are many feet uh, that are walking towards Jesus, uh, Jesus uh, that is going to trample you, that is going to kick you, be it in your face uh, or wherever it might be. But the way you've got to make it to Jesus, uh, get down on your knees uh, and start that journey towards Jesus. Uh, if I could only touch uh, the hem of his garment, uh, I know that I'll be made whole. Let faith arise in this house today. Let faith arise amongst you. If you can get a hold of Jesus, uh, and if you can get a hold of what God is telling us, uh, make your way to Jesus, uh, for therein uh, lies your answer. Hallelujah. We have placed much of our faith in mankind today. We have trusted much in humanity and other men and other people. More than we have trusted in God. We have become more faithful to fellow people. More than we have trusted in God. It's time to turn our eyes to Jesus. And say, Lord, you are the only way. If you pass me, and if I never get to you, I've got no other option. I've got no other way. I've got nothing else working out for me. You are my only way. So I'm going to make my way towards you. In the book of Luke chapter 19 verse 1. Luke chapter 19 verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Everybody knows Zacchaeus? The Bible says he was a very little man. We used to sing that song in Sunday school. Zacchaeus was a very little man. And a very little man was he. How it goes? He climbed upon a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked into the tree and said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm coming to your house for tea. Amen. How did Zacchaeus get in contact with Jesus, the Messiah, the chief of sinners in his place? Had met Jesus. And Jesus, they came into his house. How many people would have said in those days, Jesus came into my house and we had a meal together. How many people could have said that? And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. Praise the Lord. I have no idea why God would say that he was rich. But it doesn't seem like a positive thing. For those of us who are rich, make sure all those riches are serving God. Because in the case of Zacchaeus, it seemed like it wasn't. And anything that doesn't serve God, God is against it. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And could not for the press, because he was little of stature. 
And he ran before and climbed up a sycamore tree to see him. For he was to pass that way. Hallelujah. In his heart, in his mind, he says, today is my day. I hear that Jesus is going to pass this way. And I am going to prepare myself. I am going to get ready to meet him. The Bible says that Zacchaeus, knowing how the crowds have thronged Jesus, he ran, this little man, ran ahead of the crowds. He found a tree that he would climb. And he climbed this tree. He climbed this tree and he got himself in a position, I must see Jesus. I've heard about this man. And many of us as Christians, uh, we have heard about this Jesus. We have heard uh, that he is able to heal us, deliver us. Uh, we have heard uh, that he's able to restore us. Uh, we have heard that he has the power to sanctify, but we have never experienced it. And Zacchaeus was saying, if I could see what is going on, I just want to see what is happening. Hallelujah. Making our way. Running ahead of the crowd. So that we can get a glimpse of Jesus. Climb the tree. I was doing a study about this tree. The sycamore tree is not one of the very easiest trees to climb. And so long ago, I was talking about this tree. I can't remember, but apparently, maybe it's it's very bushy and very uh, low of branches, and it still it doesn't seem like an easy task for Zacchaeus to just to you know easily just climb up this tree and wait. But what? That was a tree that Jesus was going to pass, and so I'm going to climb this tree. Sometimes the places where we are. We need to get out and start climbing. I need to get out of here. I need to climb if I want to meet Jesus. Amen? I want to see Jesus. The road out of my situation is a very difficult one. I might have to do some running and I might have to do some climbing. But I'm going to do it. Because I've got to make my way to Jesus. That's the only thing in Zacchaeus' mind. He forgot about all who he was and what he had done. I just want to see this man. I just want to be in the presence. I want to behold. Praise the Lord. There are some mountains that we need to climb. And some difficult situations that we need to climb and rise above. There's nothing impossible with God. Determination, a strong will. These are the things that will account for us to see it is Jesus. Our works are not in vain. The things that we do for the Lord, they are not in vain. Jesus is always looking for those who will take the extra mile, who will take the extra step. I know that when Jesus passed, Zacchaeus was the only one in that tree. There couldn't have been a lot of, he get up there and there are people camping and waiting and he, there's no way. Of all that town, Zacchaeus, the only man, thought of this idea. 
lot of people just from the back, whether they were 100 meters away, they were just satisfied being 100 meters away with the crowd and seeing Jesus in the distance. Maybe he's a little bit of his hair because everyone could be of the same height. Nowhere in the Bible says Jesus was hoisted in the middle of the crowd. So people, no. People were just satisfied getting, you know, a view of a side. Or Zacchaeus says, no. I am not satisfied. I cannot be satisfied with the people. The way the people are, are, are seeing Jesus. I want to see him. I want to experience him. If we must climb, let us climb. Mark chapter 2 verse 1. We we'll talk about tearing. Mark chapter 2 verse 1. And again, he entered into Capernaum. After some days. And it was noised that he was in the house. Praise the Lord. It was noised that Jesus was in the house. And straightway, many were gathered together. In so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come to him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let, him, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Praise the Lord. Four friends. Carrying a bed with a man sleeping on it. This man cannot get to Jesus. He is crippled. He's lame. Cannot walk. Do you know anybody who cannot get to Jesus this morning? Why, why didn't we get their bed and bring it here? Would there be any objection in this church? We have our elders here. Pastor John is not here. If somebody would bring a man with a bed and lay him here because he can't walk. Would somebody object to that? But we know there are some people who are laying in bed who wish to be here, but they cannot. These four men got the bed. But when they came to the house, they couldn't get in. You would think that they would have some concession because they have a crippled man. In our modern world, and when you get to the store, we have paraplegic parking. And so if you have a, 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 the sign on your vehicle, you can be able to park there. It's right at the entrance. They were offered no courtesy of that kind. They'd come. Everybody wants to see Jesus. You've got to wait your line. You've got to wait your turn. Come back maybe tomorrow. These four men, they looked at the situation. You know, I always wonder if they ever ask, whose house is this? <laughs> this is not my house. They climbed on the roof of this house and they began to tear the roof apart. What kind of audacity they had. Or maybe what kind of faith they had. Tearing somebody's roof opened. 
getting this man with his bed onto the roof of this house and lowering him right in front of Jesus. If there is such kind of faith amongst us, can you tell me that the hand of the Lord will not move? There are certain things uh, in order for us to reach Jesus, uh, we got to get a hold of it and start to tear it down. Uh, because as long as it's there, it's going to hinder us uh, from getting to the feet uh, of Jesus. Uh, there are walls uh, and principalities uh, and wickedness and evil things uh, that have got to be brought down and torn down uh, so that I can get to the feet of Jesus. They could have easily looked at their obstacles and said, today is not the day. But they're not willing to take no for an answer. The objective is to get to the feet of Jesus. And there shall be nothing in my way that will stop me from getting to the feet of Jesus. I don't care whose house it is. We will talk about that later. We need to get to Jesus. Hallelujah. We've got to tear it down. Tear it down. Lastly, John chapter 5, verse 1. Hallelujah. John chapter 5, verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down in a sudden season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made a whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity, thirty and eight years. Praise the Lord. We, we get the picture of what's going on. The Bible says at a certain place in Jerusalem, there was a pool called Bethsaida. And uh, the angel of the Lord would come and stir up this water. And whosoever would just get into the water, whatsoever disease, sickness, whatever they had, they would be healed. And there's a lame man, a crippled man, he's there also. 38 years waiting. 38 years. Jesus was passing by this pool of Bethsaida. As we've been waiting, whatever we've been waiting for, for a long time, we're just waiting. No, maybe not now. I will do it when I get a chance, when I get an opportunity. I want to do this and I want to do that. I have a, a desire to do this, to serve God. It's inside of me. I just can't make my way all the way to Him. Jesus is passing by. He's passing by this man. You feel crippled. You feel lame. If I could just get in. If there could just be a door open. 
And Jesus saw him lie and knew he had been now a long time in this case. He said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Hallelujah. Wilt thou be made whole? What is the answer to that question? Do you want to be whole? Sickness, do you want to be healed? You know what this man said? The important man answered him, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me into the pool, while I am coming, another stepped down before me. Jesus is asking, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be made whole? This, this person, he's, he's sitting there and he say, but there's no one to put me. I have this kind of problem. Nobody is here to carry me. Nobody is going to help me. 38 years I've been struggling. I've got no help. Complaining. Jesus is standing right at his door and you are complaining about why it's not possible. Jesus is right there and you're giving Jesus all the reasons of why it cannot happen. Why I cannot be healed. Why I cannot be delivered from this situation. Jesus is coming by our way and we have all the excuses we could think of. We've got it ready and if Jesus asks me, this is what I'm going to tell him. The bush is burning. Amen. And not being consumed. And Moses is looking at this bush. And God is telling to Moses, uh, I want you to go lead uh, those three million Jews uh, out of captivity and to a promised land. And Moses is telling to this burning bush, I cannot speak. I cannot speak. God is saying, Moses, I need you to go speak to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. Moses, not me. Do you know I have a stammering problem? I stutter. So the job you're giving me totally disqualifies me. How could you ask me to do this kind of job? And Jesus comes confronts us and we give the excuses and the excuses there is only one answer yes Lord Jesus is offering us all we're going to say yes Lord surrender I surrender I had excuses but I'm not going to mention them I surrender. Today we have an opportunity just to surrender to Jesus. To come to Him and say, God, this is it. I surrender. I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to lay it at the altar. It's a heavy burden. We sing a song in at home, African song. It says, the soir on your last Swar means heavy. It's so heavy to carry your burdens. But every Sunday you enter the church with your burdens. And every Sunday you leave. And people ask you, how are you doing? Oh, it's not too bad. It's okay. I've been managing. God doesn't want you to manage. Hallelujah. God wants to set you free.
God wants to give you life, an abundant life. God doesn't want you to manage with your problems. God doesn't want to carry everything. God wants to release you. God wants to set you free. God wants to give you joy, unspeakable. If you say, God, I surrender. Who can say, God, for 38 years I've been struggling with this problem. No, I surrender. I say, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is in this place. Hallelujah. Let the musicians come. We're going to worship the Lord. We'll get ready to speak to the Lord. Can we stand one more time and read one more scripture for you? Can we stand and I just want to read one scripture. And then we'll have a time of prayer. The book of Luke chapter 7. The book of Luke chapter 7 verse 36. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisees which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touched him. For she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have something to say to thee. And he said, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed, owed him 500 pence and the other 50. The one owed him 500 pence and the other owed him 50 pence. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly gave, forgave both of them. Tell me therefore, which of them will love him the most? Which of them will love him the most? It is the chiefest of sinners that love him the most. This is what Apostle Paul says, I am the chiefest of sinners. If we could see ourselves in that light, we will find that we love him the most. That we could come to his feet with many tears and kiss his feet so that we could find repentance, so that we can find joy, so that we can find happiness, so that we can find contentment. 
Jesus is not looking for who's the most righteous. He says, I'm come for the lost ones. If we could say, yes, Lord, I see myself. I'm not willing to raise myself up. I'm willing to humble myself. If we need repentance, Jesus is passing by. If we need healing, Jesus is passing by. If you're feeling unworthy this morning, Jesus is passing by. You're feeling discouraged this morning, Jesus is passing by. You might know somebody who is sick or or somebody who is in need. And you want to stand here on their behalf. Jesus is passing by. I would like to open an invitation to you this morning. If any of you need Jesus, if you need a touch of Jesus, you just want to make things right in your life. You want to repent, you want to come before the Lord. If you need a touch of God, whether it be for healing or whether it be whatever struggle that you are going on, whether in the heart, in the mind, in the body, Jesus is passing by. If you know somebody who is sick, if you know somebody who is going through an ailment or difficulty, come stand on their behalf and receive a blessing from the Lord today. Don't let Jesus pass by without us getting a hold of Him. I invite you right now to come to this altar. And let us pray. The elders of the church would come also. Come and pray in Jesus' name. Let us worship the Lord together. Hallelujah. Don't let him pass by. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of our healing. Today is a day of our deliverance. Not tomorrow, not any other day. Jesus is passing by today. Let Jesus touch you. Let Jesus fix it. There are things that are hurt and there are things that are broken. There are certain things of our past that we just need to, to let go and let God have His way. Don't let them hold you anymore. Don't let them, don't let them discourage. Don't let them pull you down. There are feelings and hurts and pains that you've had against people in the past. Let Jesus fix all that today. He's passing by. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord as we begin to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to a free download from the Lancy Ealing Church. For more downloads, information, or contact us, please visit our website at the Lancy Ealing Church.